Hello, I'm Donovan Kane. Welcome to my podcast, where I read steamy stories for women to you. Why? Well, because sometimes you just want a man to read you a naughty story. For those of you that don't know me, I'm an audiobook narrator of romance novels and short stories. I'm fortunate that I have the opportunity to work with some very good romance writers indeed. And here, we're going to start sharing some of their work with you on this podcast. In these author spotlight episodes, the authors themselves will pick short excerpts from their novels, and I will read them here on the podcast. It's a great way to find new authors that you might want to follow or find that new book you've been looking for and didn't even know. These episodes will also include short interviews with the authors so you can get to know them. Now, after the episode, if you want to find out more about the book, the author, or other books and authors, all you have to do is go to our new website, steamystoriesforwomen.com. Oh, and by the way, some of these excerpts themselves are pretty steamy. And if you're not careful, I think some of them might just work their way inside your head and start to smolder there. But who wants to be careful? Besides, what do I know? I just read them to you. The authors are the fire starters. So, now that I've shared that disclaimer, let's move on with this author spotlight episode, featuring Samantha A. Cole and her book, Take the Money and Run, from her Malone Brothers book series. I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Samantha A. Cole, USA Today best-selling romance author and author of uh, several books that I've recorded, and we're going to talk to her about a segment we're going to air here from uh, Take the Money and Run. Right, Samantha? Yep, we are. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. I love listening to Donovan's voice, so I can just you know sit here and veg while we chat. <laughs> well, that's uh, thank you very much. I love reading your books. They're they're awesome. I, I've had a great time. Uh, I didn't get to record the entire Trident Security series, but a few of them. Uh, tell us about that series real quick before we before we get into this book, since it's part of that. The Trident Security series is a series that started it all for me. I um, I had these six Navy SEALs that would not get out of my head, and <laughs> basically one of them came down and said, you know you're going to write my book. And I said, I can't write to save my life. And he's like, well, I'm not getting out of your head until you write my book. And uh, that was the start of everything. So that was leather and lace. And you didn't get a chance to, to narrate that one, but you you picked up from uh, book two and did the next, oh, five or six books, I think, in that series. Uh-huh. And I had, a, I had a great time doing those too. Which, which character was it that came down and talked to you? Devin. Devin. Devil, yeah. Devin, Devin Devil Dog Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly, Brody Evans, um, Egghead, was the first one who popped into my brain. But um, Devin is the one that pushed everybody aside and said, you know, here's mine and Kristen's story. You're going to write it. And uh, I, I, he wouldn't get out of my brain. He just refused to leave me alone. So finally, I just... I literally wrote 85,000 words in one week just to get him out of my head. <laughs> wow. Did, did he leave? Uh, I could not. Yeah. We, well, he introduced his brother and, you know, his uh, friends and they, they all started giving me their stories. So, um, 
yeah, he, he stopped bugging me, but nobody else. Did. <laughs> right, right. Isn't it? It is. It's just really amazing uh, with the books that you write because the characters are believable. They're, they're so believable. And, you know, I can picture them in my head when I'm reading your books. And it's it's just fun. It, it's really fun. And and like but, you say, it starts off with one. And it just keeps going. Yeah, that's a huge compliment for an author it is is uh, when you, you know, when you say the books are fun and you, you feel the emotion and you feel the story. Um, that that means everything to to an author. So. Well, I tell you, it means everything to the readers and listeners too, because that's that's the books that uh, stick with you forever. And uh, I, we're going to listen to this uh, uh, short segment here and see what you think uh, of "Take the Money and Run," written by Samantha A. Cole. Why don't you set up this uh, scene that we're going to hear? Okay, okay. This is from the Malone Brothers series, and uh, it's the first book in the series. So this is um, Casey Malone's story. And the scene is being set up. Um, she was renting his uncle's beach house. Um, she is on the run. And uh, her, his, his uncle realized that she, you know, she was a good person and needed a place to stay. So he's letting her rent his um beach house and KC is his nephew and comes home from from Little Creek where he's a Navy SEAL and um, he walks in and finds this woman pointing a gun at his chest so they become re reluctant roommates for a uh, for a little while and this scene is right after they've started dancing around each other and realizing there's an attraction and they went out to dinner um, and now they just got back from dinner and this is where they're really, um, going to take off their relationship. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear it. Uh, we're going to hear a brief uh, sample from, uh, take the money and run by Samantha A. Cole. Casey took her mouth again and she melted in his arms. Mariah wanted him in a way she had never wanted any other man. She grew bolder as they kissed, and found her hands reaching out to Casey, seemingly without an order from her brain. Gripping his sculpted shoulders, she pulled him tighter against her own body. Never had she responded to a man this strongly and quickly before. Inhaling him, she reveled in running her hands over his solid form. Her blood was boiling, and she felt moisture flush from her pussy. The throbbing between her legs beat in time with her racing heart. She couldn't believe her body's reaction to Casey. In the past, it had always taken plenty of foreplay for her to be even half this responsive. Her body was ready to take him, and they were still fully clothed. Gathering the material of her dress in his hands, he pulled it up her body and over her head, one slow, excruciating inch at a time. Normally, she would be self-conscious of a man undressing her, but all she felt with K.C. was heat, electricity, desire, and passion. He tossed her dress aside, then ran his calloused hands over the soft, smooth skin of her shoulders and back, trailing down to her buttocks, which he grabbed and squeezed. She desperately wanted his clothes and the rest of hers to disappear until there was nothing between them. Skin on incredible skin. He must have read her mind. Leaving her mouth, he nuzzled her neck at the spot just below her ear, 
Undress me, sweetheart. Backing up half a step, he gave her room to get her hands between them so she could unbutton his shirt. This was a first for her. The guys she dated in the past had always undressed themselves before hopping into bed with her. After she had finished with the last button, her hands stroked up his torso and burrowed under his shirt. How could his skin be so soft yet so hard at the same time? God, she wanted to lick him, taste him, devour him. She'd never felt this alive before, this empowered, and she didn't want the feeling to end. Pushing the shirt off his shoulders, she let it drop to the floor and lowered her hands to attack his belt buckle. All the while, Casey kissed and nibbled on her shoulders and neck. Having trouble with the buckle and not being able to look down with his head in the way, she had to beg him. Please, help me. He didn't stop what he was doing, but his hands went to his waist, and within seconds he had the annoying accessory open. Instead of undoing the button and zipper of his pants, he brought her hands back so she could do it for him. It didn't take her long, and she shoved the khakis from his hips, revealing his black boxer briefs. Casey kicked off the pants, then made fast work of removing her bra and underwear. Picking her up in his arms, he skirted the bed and placed her in the middle of the mattress. Lying beside her, he started to bestow more kisses on her body, as if he were worshipping her. His mouth slowly worked its way down her neck to her shoulder and then further to the valley between her breasts. His hands seemed to be everywhere at once, heating her flesh as they caressed her waist, hips, back, and legs. He stroked her outer thigh and then torturously began a slow advance to the pulsating heat between her legs. The torment was so intense, she wasn't sure how much she could take before begging him to touch her where she needed him the most. His hand stopped at the crease of her hip, and simultaneously his thumb flicked her clit as his tongue swiped her nipple, and she nearly jolted off the bed. Oh, God! Casey didn't break his stride, as he continued the thrilling assault on her body. He pulled the stiff peak of her nipple with his lips and teeth before giving the same attention to its twin. His deft fingers found her labia soaking wet as he stroked her, matching the rhythm of his mouth. She squirmed and tried to get closer to him. She wanted him inside her. Now. Not yet, sweetheart, he murmured into her skin. Just relax and enjoy. Can't. More, please. Casey smiled against her skin. Oh, there'll be more, my sweet. Plenty more. His fingers still stroking her, Casey's mouth began a painstakingly slow journey down her torso, pausing briefly to lick her navel as he shifted lower on the bed. Kissing her hips, he settled himself between her knees and paused, staring at her wet sex. Mariah felt embarrassed by his scrutiny. Another first. She'd never had a man just stare at her pussy while licking his lips. What's wrong? Absolutely nothing. You're so beautiful. He lifted his gaze to hers, and she blushed at the heat she saw there. He glanced back down to where his fingers continued to softly caress the curls of her pussy hair. I knew when you blushed you would turn pink all over. God, how I fucking love that. 
Casey brought his mouth to her clit and began to give it the same attention he had laved upon her nipples. Mariah struggled for breath as her back arched off the bed and her hands gripped the bedspread. She gasped and rolled her hips, trying to get closer to his teasing mouth. K.C., you're killing me. She felt him laugh against her swollen folds, the vibrations taking her higher. No, I'm not, sweetheart. I'm pleasing you and enjoying every minute of it. Involuntary moans escaped her as two fingers breached the slit of her weeping vagina. Her body instantly yielded to the invasion, and with one more swipe of his tongue over her clit, Mariah experienced another first. She climaxed for the first time in her life. Until now, she never thought she was capable of having an orgasm. She screamed her release. A bright white light blinded her, even though her eyes were shut, as a flood of pleasure she never knew existed washed over her. Fucking her with his fingers, Casey let her ride out the violent storm. But before she fully recovered, he lowered his mouth to replace his fingers. His stiffened tongue penetrated her as his thumb brushed over her clit, sending her over the edge of another incredible orgasm and making her quake uncontrollably. Her response scared and elated her at the same time. This was beyond anything she could have ever dreamed of. This time, Casey allowed her to come down from her orgasmic high. As Mara lay breathless, he reached over and retrieved a condom from the nightstand drawer. Shoving his briefs down his legs, he kicked them off while using his teeth to rip open the small package and swiftly sheathed his throbbing dick. Crawling up her body, he stopped to hover above her. She looked beautiful and sated, but he was far from done with her. Open your eyes, honey. Her lashes lifted, exposing the blue eyes he could drown in and die a happy man. Reaching down, he lined his cock with her slit. She was so incredibly wet, making his entry easier. Her hips tilted upward as he slid in and out of her, going further with each pass. She grabbed his upper arms and dug her nails in as Casey eased himself into her, filling her. She was so tight, he worried he might be too big for her. Are you okay, baby? Yes. Her hiss was cut off by a gasp as his pelvis tapped her clit on an inward thrust. She shifted her hips again, pulling him further into her moist heat, and Casey groaned. Her walls were as snug as a glove, and the drag of his cock against them was killing him. He lost all control and slammed into her. Tucking his face in the curve of her neck, he nibbled the spot over her pulse. He had wanted to take things slowly for her, but his body had other plans. Quickly finding the right pace to make her moan and scream again, he pounded into her as she matched him thrust for thrust. He didn't know how long he could hold back his own orgasm, but he desperately wanted her to come one more time. Increasing the tempo, he felt her begin to shudder. As she climaxed again, her inner walls tightened around him. With his own guttural cry, he came with such force he thought he might pass out as wave after wave of ecstasy hit him. Resting his head against her shoulder, he tried to regain his breath, and from what he could tell, she was having the same trouble. Reluctantly, 
he slowly withdrew from her and rolled to her side. The cool air in the room felt good against his fevered body, slick with perspiration. Not wanting to leave her, he sat up, removed the condom, tied it off, and tossed it in the trash pail next to the nightstand. Laying back down beside her, he smiled as she cuddled up to him and murmured, So that's what I've been missing. A minute later, she was sound asleep in his arms. Casey awoke on his left side, spooning the woman who lay beside him, her back to his chest, his arm wrapped protectively around her waist. He pulled her closer and inhaled her scent. It was a distinct smell, female, flowers, and sex, but it was all Mara. They had made love twice more during the night, but he still woke up hard and wanting her again. If he lived to be a hundred and had her every day, he didn't think he would ever be satisfied. Checking the bedside clock, he noted it was 8 a.m. That was the latest he'd slept since his second night in the house. As much as he wanted to wake Mara slowly and fill her again, he knew she needed some sleep. The only other thing he could think to do was run off his excess sexual energy. Easing himself away so she wouldn't awaken, he climbed out of the bed and headed to the bathroom to relieve himself. A few minutes later, dressed in his usual running shorts and t-shirt, he left her a quick note with a pen and paper he found in a drawer of the nightstand. Didn't want to wake you. Went for a run. K.C. With his socks, sneakers, and a towel in hand, he left the bedroom, closing the door as quietly as possible. He made a quick stop in the kitchen to grab a bottle of water from the refrigerator. Exiting through the back porch door, he found his brother Brian sitting in a chair with a cup of coffee, staring at the ocean. Hey, bro. Good to see you. Why didn't you knock or let yourself in? Brian was two years Casey's junior and the spitting image of their mother. With his brown eyes and dirty blonde hair, he'd won his senior class yearbook category of best looking, a fact he never let his other brothers forget. Uncle Dan suggested you might need some extra rest, he smirked. Guess he was right. Knowing his brother was aware of Mara's presence and had figured out their uncle's attempt at matchmaking, Casey ignored the man's sexual snark. Sitting on one of the deck chairs, he went about putting his socks and shoes on, leaving the towel and water on the table. Want to take a run? After swallowing a sip of coffee, Brian shook his head. Nah, I already did my five miles this morning. I'll just relax and wait for you to get back. Suit yourself. I always do. And wasn't that the truth? K.C. started out at a steady pace along the edge of the surf. He felt exhilarated this morning, and it had everything to do with the woman he had left in his bed. He doubted she fell into bed with just anyone. Her lack of experience and shyness had all but proven his theory and he considered himself incredibly lucky to have been one of the few. They had spent much of the night exploring each other from head to toe. There were areas of her body that, if touched or kissed, made her gasp. Other areas made her moan, and one or two even made her scream. He grinned at the thought. She had screamed in delight many times during the night, and he couldn't wait for a repeat performance. Yep. He definitely was a lucky man.
An hour later, he returned to find his brother exactly where he left him. Brian tossed him the towel. Your lady friend hasn't come out yet. She too, ahem, worn out to join us? He growled. Watch it, asshole. Leaning back in his chair, Brian propped his feet up on another one. So, tell me about this mystery woman Uncle Dan rented the cottage to. Wiping the sweat off his face, Casey shrugged. No mystery. Mara was in an abusive relationship. When she'd had enough, she took off running. She's just afraid the jerk will come after her, so she's keeping a low profile. Uncle D felt sorry for her and decided to rent her the house. Uh Uh-huh. He didn't like the skeptical response. Come on, you know Dan. Always bringing home strays. Tilting his head, Brian conceded. A little. Of course. But this is the first time you ever became involved with one of those strays. His eyes narrowed. It wasn't like his brother to stick his nose in any relationship either of his siblings got involved in. I won't deny I'm attracted to her. But I've only known her less than a week. Who knows where this is headed? For now, I'm enjoying myself. And so is she. No harm, no foul. So back off. Brian held up one hand as a sign he was doing as requested. Okay, bro. I just don't want you getting involved in someone else's troubles. She left those troubles behind her. The door behind him opened, and they both turned to see Mara emerge from the house, oblivious to their conversation. Casey grinned at her rumpled state, but she looked rested and incredibly sexy. She had thrown on a pair of black sweatpants and a gray t-shirt. Even though he could tell she wasn't wearing a bra, Casey knew Brian would never embarrass her by mentioning it or giving any indication of the fact. He had grown up learning the same gentlemanly traits Casey had. When Mara noticed Casey wasn't alone, her gait and smile faltered. Both men stood, and he took care of the introductions. Brian, this is Mara Jennings. Mara, this is my brother Brian. He's a detective with the State Bureau of Investigations out of Elizabeth City and lives about 40 minutes away in Camden. At the mention of his career, Mara paled slightly, but quickly recovered. Casey may not have noticed, but Brian definitely did, and it piqued his curiosity about the woman even more. Studying her with the eye of an experienced detective, he stepped forward and held out his hand. It's a pleasure to meet you. She cleared her throat and, after a moment's hesitation, shook his hand. It's nice to meet you, too. He noticed her swallow hard under his gaze, and she tugged her hand from his. Struggling to smile, she turned to K.C. I'm going to make some coffee. Do you want some? Wanting to look around inside without either of them there, Brian spoke up. Why don't I make it? You two sit and relax. He pointed at a paper bag sitting on the table, which he'd brought with him earlier. I picked up some bagels and scallion cream cheese for breakfast. I'll bring out plates and utensils, too. Not waiting for either one of them to turn him down, he made a beeline for the door. Inside the cottage, he quickly gathered some plates, knives, and napkins and placed them on a serving tray. As the coffee brewed, he glanced around the kitchen, not seeing what he was looking for. He tiptoed back into the living room, 
Spotting a small purse on the back of the couch, he glanced toward the porch. Making sure Casey and Mara couldn't see him, he quickly opened the purse and found her wallet. Mariah Jansen was the name on the Illinois driver's license next to a picture of Mara. Huh? Now why was the lady using an alias? Probably for nothing good. Memorizing her date of birth, Brian put the wallet back in the purse and left it exactly the way he found it. Going back into the kitchen, he poured two cups of coffee and put them on the tray along with the milk and sugar. Putting on an air of nonchalance, he picked up the tray and headed for the porch door. And there you go, an outtake from Take the Money and Run by Samantha A. Cole. Samantha, I, I really enjoyed recording that scene. Uh, you had so much fun doing a lot of these scenes. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing a lot of these scenes. I can yes. hear it in your, your voice when you were actually um doing them and i got them back to to review and yeah you i could definitely tell which scenes you had fun with and uh you know i, I was glad that when it did convert to audio you know you, you wonder if you have too many information dumps out there and things like that but when you brought the these books to life for me um i i was really happy with with with, with the uh with the results you know, it, it was like, OK, this this sounds just as good as it reads. So, well, I thank you very much for that compliment. And I, I tell you, it's uh, it's fun to read a book that you can get into and you can imagine yourself as those characters. And uh, obviously I'm insane, so I can I can do some of that and put myself <laughs> put myself in those characters. Uh, you know, I've been many different Navy SEALs in your books, and it's it's just been a, it's just been a lot of fun to do them. So I, I hope the, the folks out there give your books a try. I think they will really enjoy getting into living a little bit with the characters that are in them. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and uh, what people can expect from you in the future and what you have out there available now if they don't know you. Okay, um, I think I have 37 adult books out uh, right now in the original Trident Security series. It's five spinoff series. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I have the Malone Brothers, which is uh, this is Take the Money and Run is the first book from that series. I have the Largo Ridge series, which is up in a uh, New Hampshire ski resort. Um, I have the Hazard Falls series, which is a small town. Uh, the first two books are Menage. And then I also have the Antelope Rock series with J.B. Havens. Um, we have an award winner in there. The, the second book in that, uh, I'm sorry, the first book in that series, uh, Wanna Be in Wyoming, received a, um, a uh, bronze medal, I think it was, in last year's uh, Reader's Favorites Awards. Terrific. So we're working on the third book in that series. I am finishing up. This week, I am finishing up Master Cordell, which I know a lot of my readers have been waiting for. Um, it's been a rough year with my mom in and out of the hospital. So uh, this, this book is quite delayed getting out there. But I have about oh, one and a half chapters left to write in it. And then it's going to the editor. So my, my readers will be happy with that. And then uh, and then I also have Brian Malone. I'm, I'm going back to him. Finally, he's uh, he's been giving me crap about his story um, <laughs> and fighting me tooth and nail on his happy ending. But he's going to get it, whether you know we have to hit him over the head with it or not. Well, good for him. I'm glad he stuck with it and won't let you go. 
So yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, uh, only 37 books. That's all. I, I think that was the last count. I, I can't, I can't, you know, a, after 30, I kind of stopped um, keeping track of them. It, it was just yeah. too difficult. So, uh, I, and, 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 and he, at any given time, I have about six or seven book tabs open um, on my screen that I'm working on. So it's not just, you know, one book at a time. It's whoever's talking to me. That's the, that's the story I dive into. And, uh, we JB Havens and I have a standalone that we started writing that neither one of us could leave alone for um, a good two months, two, three months. And we have about 30,000 words written in that and it's nowhere near being done. So, you know, she's had the, she's started working a new job and her kids were off from school. So now they're back in school. So now uh, we're going to be diving into a lot of our, co-authored books together so that'll be fun well, that's fantastic and of course there was a just a bit of sarcasm in my voice with the only 37 titles there that, <laughs> that, I, that, that's just a, a huge a huge oh, amount well, of content well considering i started writing in 2015 uh, april 2015 is when leather and lace was released so and you figure i also haven't released a book since last oct uh last august so Wow. Uh, that's 37 books in six years. So that's, that's yeah. Just wow. Um, and what kills me is that that's not even um, a lot compared to some other authors I know who can pretty much write a book a month. And it, it it's <laughs> like, oh, my goal is to write a book a month. You know, I, I think your your pace is just fine, Samantha. I, I really do. I, I think you're doing great. And uh, you have to check out Samantha Cole's stuff. It, it, it really is fun. And uh, to do that, uh, we have a, a new site uh, going that uh, authors or romance authors are, are joining very quickly. And uh, it's called steamystoriesforwomen.com. And that's where you can go and find a link to Samantha's page on there. And you can find out about her books. Uh, it's in the process of being built right now. It's not totally complete, but it, it's working. And uh, you can get some links to uh, her work and other authors' work. And it's just a place where if you like romance, you're going to be able to uh, meet the authors there, find out some information about the different books and link to the ones that you want to try out. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today, Samantha. And uh, I appreciate uh, you having me. You are very welcome, Samantha. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Samantha A. Cole, Take the Money and Run. Check out that book. Check out everything that Samantha has out there right now, steamystoriesforwomen.com. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. And we'll have another great romance author on here with another excerpt from another great book. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I hope you like listening to the excerpt of Take the Money and Run, written by Samantha A. Cole. And I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about her as an author. Have many more authors lined up for the podcast, both best-selling authors and authors that are just starting out with great romance books that you might like to check out as well. I'm Donovan Kane, and the next time you get the urge to just have a man read you a naughty story, come back and visit me on the Donovan Kane Reads Steamy Stories for Women podcast. <laughs>